You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. I haven't reached my goal. Just haven't reached my goal. You know, I want to be the top um, secondary in the country here um, at this school. Um, and so I think I got guys that can do it. I really do. I think I got guys that can do it. I believe in the guys that I coach. I believe in the, in the staff and the direction that we are going as a, as a staff, as a team, and just the secondary. You know, those, those kids um, are good football players, and I think that those guys can be some of the top guys in the country this year. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robert Washington, Nate Klaus. That was secondary coach Travis Fisher following Wednesday's practice. Um, high hopes, high expectations for his group that returns three starters. And really, if you count JoJo Dolman as kind of a nickel, really four of their five key guys, they've got to figure out um, you know, that one other spot. And you know, Robin, you were in on that interview with Fisher any read at all what direction they're going to replace DiCaprio Boodle as far as who might have the up, upper hand, or did, was it typical play it close to the vest? They're all they're all getting a look. They're all competing right now. Yeah, I mean, he basically said they've got four or five guys that are in the mix for that competition, but uh, it was a lot of the names uh, that, that came up were the names that had been coming up going into the spring. And, uh, I'd probably, the four scholarship guys. Yeah, basically. I'd probably put at the top of the list Braxton Clark and Quentin Newsom. I mean, they seem to be kind of in the driver's seat there. And you got to keep in mind, before Braxton Clark got hurt, I mean, like he was in position to potentially start. No doubt. I mean, like he was he was that good, and they were really that high on him. And then, you know, Miles Farmer. I mean, uh, I'm, obviously we'll talk about that in the safety discussion, but with Newsom, he got a lot of playing time too. Uh, so I, mean, I probably put those two guys as maybe Clark a little bit ahead just because – you know, he, he was already in that spot, but uh, I don't think Newsom's that far behind him. So really this spring is going to be big for those guys to make their mark and um, see who can get uh, a little bit of a, a leg up going into the summer. Yeah, and, and I know they mentioned, uh, or Fisher mentioned Nadab Joseph to... I keep forgetting about him. You know, I, I think I think he's somebody to at least pay attention to. Uh, we saw a little bit of him, you know, on special teams mostly before he injured himself. Uh, but I know that, you know, he's, he's working back too, but I mean, they got a lot of talent to work with right there. And so, um, you know, and, and he, he went out of his way to kind of, uh, say, Hey, you know, it's not just that one spot. We, we also want to be pushing Cam Taylor too, Mm -hmm. because, uh, he's somebody who, you know, needs competition, needs to continue to be pushed and and tested as well. So, um, you know, I, I think bottom line is there's a lot of bodies, a lot of capable bodies in the back end of that defense. And one thing about Nadab that Fisher did say was he's been doing great this whole offseason and is, is like sometimes at the football facilities before the coaches, you know, breaking down film. That's so good to see. He's putting in a lot of work and yeah. a lot of effort to get better. So I, I forgot to mention him for some reason. And Nadab, Nate, he was once a Georgia signee that went Juco, but before that he was actually an Alabama commit. Yeah, out of high school. I mean, he was – he was essentially, I mean, just a top a few, five corner in the country. Yeah, probably. a few spots away from being a five-star prospect. Uh, committed to Alabama, ended up, ended up flip-flopping to Georgia at, at the last minute on, on the early signing period, and then uh, ended up going JUCO. And so, 
Um, you know, I, I mean, Nebraska is, I mean, he, he's, he's got the pedigree and, and I think that, you know, you talk to, you talk with anybody who, who knows Nadab Joseph or has covered him or watched him play, you know, coming out of high school and everything, or even in junior college, the kid is, is oozing with uh, potential. He's just got to kind of realize that and meet it. And it sounds like he's the, the light bulb has kind of gone on, you know, with what Fisher was saying in terms of him being, being one of the first guys in the facility, watching film, breaking down practice, uh, bef- you know, watching practice multiple times before they even uh, watch practice as a team. So I, I think that's a good sign. And you talk about COVID, it's not been good for Nebraska as far as some of the roster rules and things that recruiting, but it was a big deal with Nadab Joseph that number one, they were able to get him in here and then get a free year out of him. So last year, nothing counted. And thank goodness, because he, he didn't really get much out of last year. And you think about like Xavier Betts, like, it was a free year for him, and and he could he's a true freshman again this year. So that's the one positive with a guy like Joseph that it was a free year um, that they could really utilize him. And a guy like Braxton Clark was injured, um, doesn't get charged a year of eligibility for last year. So um, there were a lot of positives to draw. They've got to get though more than one guy out of that group to emerge. They're playing Oklahoma, and I asked Shenander this earlier in the week. You know, when you play Oklahoma, you can't just roll out there with just two corners and JoJo Doman. I mean. If you put JoJo Doman on an island, some Big 12 slot receiver at Oklahoma is going to just run circles around your defense. So they've got to have more guys ready, I think, this spring, knowing that potentially week three for Nebraska on the schedule could be the fourth game we, uh, if they get a game on the fourth. Um, you know, they're going to be playing one of the best passing teams in the country in terms of speed and receivers. Mm-hmm. And especially with, you know, against those types of teams playing nickel, dime packages, I mean, you're going to need uh, probably all four of those guys to be on the field. And then that opens the door for some of those newcomers, you know, the uh, Taman Lynham, who got his name mentioned quite a bit last year. Uh, and then Marcus Buford, obviously, who might be, uh, you know, one of the top freshmen coming in here on the defensive side. Uh, I mean, I think those guys have every opportunity to maybe see the field early, especially in those games. Games where the secondary is going to be leaned upon so much against those pass-heavy offenses. Yeah, I think again the the depth is is something that is uh, definitely a positive, and you know it's going to be I, I think worth following to see who really emerges out of out of that group because there's a lot of really good competition going on there. Um, you know, and the more the more versatility you have in that back end of that defense, the the better. And we've seen them kind of mix and match and try to find you know the best way to get the you know the top four or five. DBs on the field at one time, and and I would uh, I would assume that that's going to continue to happen. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as we talk defensive storylines, and you know JoJo Doman is such an important part of this defense, um, and and they really don't you know a year ago they didn't have a backup for JoJo Doman. I thought that was something interesting that JoJo said this week that he didn't really have anybody playing the position with him, uh, but now talking to Mike Dawson, uh, Javin, Javin Wright is there. Isaac Gifford is there. Uh, Simon Odie, who's one of the better walk-ons in the program, is there as well. And another walk-on, John Bullock. But particularly Gifford and Javin Wright. I mean, I, I think that's kind of the future of that position that this spring hopefully will give us some more answers because JoJo Doman's been here already a long time. He's mm-hmm. been here six – I mean, I feel like I've grown up with JoJo Doman. He's been at Nebraska so long, and he's going to be gone. I mean, so they, they've got to get other guys ready to go this spring too there. Well, it's tough because JoJo is such a unique talent that there's not very many guys – I mean, on Nebraska's roster, many others that, that can do what he does. And so, yeah, starting now, they need to groom more players at that position to try to – replicate what he's been bringing to the field the last few years. And I think both of those guys you mentioned are really intriguing players 
uh, with Javen Wright and uh, Isaac Gifford. I mean, they're both, I think, perfectly fit the mold of what they want in that position. It's more just a matter of getting them instinctually up to par. And uh, I think they really like Javen Wright. Um, you know, Travis Fisher today uh, was asked about him. He called, said that Javen was like a coach in how much time he spent at the football facility and that when he, when he wasn't in class, he was at the facility, you know, at practice, lifting weights, watching film at the training table. So he's, he's a guy that's always around and always trying to get better. And then uh, with Gifford, we all know about, you know, his, his football pedigree and, you know, what he's grown up with. Uh, I mean, he understands what it takes to succeed, and there's a reason he surpassed uh, a lot of expectations with how quickly he's risen up the, the depth chart so far. So I think the future of that position is in good hands, but it's just a matter of getting those two guys in particular caught up to when JoJo finally is out of here. They have two capable backups that, that can compete for that job. Well, and I, I think it's you know, also key to, to have somebody to, to give JoJo a, a break every once in a while, too, because, I mean, that you're talking about someone who just took an insane amount of snaps last year, and, and throughout the course of a season, that, that's going to wear you down. And, and so, I mean, and JoJo is going to be an important player, especially towards the end of the year when when you're getting into the, the big-time meat of your schedule and, and uh, you know, you're needing somebody like him, a playmaker on your defense, to make those types of plays. Uh, you need him healthy and fresh. And, and so, um, you know, developing that depth behind him is, is really key. All right. Lots to talk about here as uh, we work our way through um, the early portions of spring practice. We're going to take your questions next to lots of spring football talk and discussion this week. We'll take your questions in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Oscar Online Show.